welcome back. Hey, Sayla. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm over at, at uh, Tennessee Distilling Group uh, tasting whiskey, so it doesn't get any better than that. Ooh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I'm very jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a whirlwind of what's it been, two weeks or something? It's, oh, my goodness. This, this whole month has been, been, been intense. I, I, we've done some, some pretty amazing and interesting stuff this month. It's been crazy. It has been crazy. So last we spoke to the listeners, it was the day before um, we were going to be at the Icons of Whiskey Awards in New York City. Um, And we were kind of speculating what was going to happen. And um, we were both nominated for an award. Uh, And you, you knew something that I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i did i'm not sure <laughs> okay um but, but now you know that i'm good at keeping secrets right really really good <laughs> really good <laughs> so um i was all prepared i had purchased a microphone for my phone and downloaded some really good podcasting apps because i assumed it would either be you that won or, you know, neither one of us because there was some pretty big brand, you know, brand ambassadors from large brands nominated as well. So I thought, well, I'll have time to do some interviews for the podcast. Um, but that didn't happen. <laughs> it, it turned into a whirlwind of a night for you. There was there was not much opportunity for, for uh, interviewing people after the awards were announced. No, there was not. <laughs> it was a little crazy. Uh, we it was what was really awesome is that we had a huge team there. Our uncle nearest family. How many of us were there? Do you know? Oh, was it like fifteen or seventeen or something crazy like that? You know, uh, I think we had our our reservation for dinner afterwards was for fifteen people. So that's what I thought. Uh, yes, that was, we had a whole squad there. You know, we. <laughs> Say look, for such a small brand, we seemed like the biggest dogs on the block at that awards ceremony. We we went out in force. We really did. Um, you know, there was a lot of other brands there that won awards and were were uh, you know nominated that night, and you would hear some clapping and hooting and hollering. Um, well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> there was a lot of us that came into town. Um, and we got to the Flatiron Room in New York City, and um, what a gorgeous place that is! Holy Moses! Wow, and their their whiskey selection is just uh, incredible. Oh uh, it's just uh, the the walls are lined with um, uh, like little cages that are all full. <laughs> Uh, of whiskey and so they have these little cages all up against the wall so that the they can uh look on the menu and see it's all categorized into little sections so they can the bartenders can know where to go and find it in these little cages but it's really impressive to look at Uh, yeah all around the room the whole room just cages everywhere right (laughs) yeah it's It's a wild place Yeah, and we we didn't just show up to the flat iron room sale we showed up in style in our in our (laughs) x-wing x-wing tesla Oh my God, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh my God, how the hell did I forget about that? Oh, yeah, we, we did. We, oh my God, our Uber showed up and it was. Is that what they call them? <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. That's just what I went with. I it, know. It, it was like something out of the future. Or back to the future. <laughs> right. Yeah, and we we both had amazing outfits on. We showed up in a in an amazing car into a beautiful venue that was lined with just incredible bottles of whiskey. I mean, it was it was just about perfect. It it really was. And you were looking mighty snazzy, I should say, in your it looked like a smoking dinner jacket tuxedo uh James Bond type situation. <laughs> It was very James Bond, apart from the looks. The, 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 just the, the face was was let, letting me down. That was it. The, oh, the outfit it. was beautiful. Stop <laughs> it! Untrue, untrue. Um, so the the place was absolutely packed. Um, and uh, oh well, one of the really awesome things was that one of the first people that rolled up when we were outside before the ceremony started, we were kind of doing a little bit of video 
for the uncle nearest social media and Peggy No Stevens walks up to us, um, which, you know, she's a, a woman that I have looked up to and followed her career for many, many years being a whiskey woman myself. So that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just the women that were in the room and our crew, Sherry Moore and Fawn Weaver and Victoria Edie Butler and Kate Jerkins and... Um, we had representatives from all over the country. We had Team South and Midwest and Team West and um, so and all of our New Yorkers. Um, so that was really cool also. Yeah. It, it was amazing to have have everyone there like that, you know, because we weren't just uh, nominated. It wasn't just me and you nominated for the uh, Whiskey Ambassador of the Year Award. It was also our whiskey being nominated um, for world's best Tennessee whiskey. So having all, you know, Sherry, uh, um, there who, and Victoria who represent our, our production side was, I don't know. It just made it so much more special as well. It made it Absolutely. such a more, more rounded event for our entire company, you know, uh, that we had somebody folks from production and folks from sales and marketing, both being nominated it was pretty incredible. It was incredible. It's kind of like every facet of our brand was celebrated that night. And uh, that's pretty amazing for such a new brand. Uh, pretty incredible. Um, yeah. So the, the you know, when, when it came to them announcing the nominees for Brand Ambassador of the Year, I looked at, I was looking at you the whole time, like waiting for your name to be called. And I'm kind of thinking like, okay, I have to make sure that I, you know, we get outside at some point so I can record and ask you about it. And <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> you know, and when, when the nominations went up, I was standing with, uh, with Kate and Fawn on the, on the opposite side of our table. <laughs> and uh, I, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, d- don't look at Sailor when the nominations go up because I thought I was going to give it away. <laughs> I thought I would, I, you know what I thought I'd do? I thought I'd wink at you or, or give you like a cheesy smile or something and, and give the whole thing away. So I I just wanted to, I stayed focused and, and wanted it to be as big a surprise as possible, you know? I would not have got, I still wouldn't have gotten it, just so you know. I would have thought you were just excited and like, yeah, here we go. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I would never have dreamed. Um, <laughs> you know, I did they- give it away a little bit right, right before they announced it. I, I, I yeah, well said to the people who are around me. I said, "Get ready to cheer, Team Uncle Nearest." And 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 Kate Kate Jerkins kind of looked at me as if to say, "Wait, do you know something that I don't know?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not hear that. And if I again, if I did, I would have just thought, "Well, of course, you know, we're all going to cheer." Um, and uh, damn, it was amazing that two of us from Uncle Nearest were nominated. Up against, you know, uh, I think it was a, it was a Jim Beam brand ambassador, right? A Bullet yeah. brand ambassador, um, a Hudson brand ambassador. Um, that's so incredible that you know our names were there with them, and when they called my name, I almost passed out on the floor. <laughs> it Truly. was it was beautiful <laughs> to watch. <laughs> I tell you that because the, the look of surprise on your face was so genuine. Um, and, and it, it really was, it was, it was just kind of like a really pure, genuine moment. Um, I really knew that you were not expecting to win. Uh, and so just to see it unfold was, it, it was really cool. It was, it, it was <laughs> totally bonkers. Um, and, and Peggy grabs me and hugs me and someone pushes me forward. <laughs> that was in, absolutely insane. And, um, I go up on the stage and I, my mouth was quivering because I was trying not to cry. So I'm trying to smile for these damn pictures and took like the worst picture of my life, I think. <laughs> Did you see that thing? I, t- I didn't see the the picture from on stage. I haven't seen it. Oh, good. Don't look. It's <laughs> horrific. It's, oh my God, I look like, I don't even know. I look like um, uh, Pizza the Hut from from Spaceballs. <laughs> That's not true. Cause I saw you that night the, and you looked fantastic. Your dress was on point, but the, the only downside of, of that room was the, the, um, the, 
the award ceremony was so busy and there were so many people yeah. in there that it was really hot. So there you yeah. were in your beautiful dress, uh, <laughs> ready, ready to accept this amazing award. And it was just baking hot in there. And there I was in my three, four, five piece tuxedo, however many pieces that thing was, just regretting every moment of my outfit choice. And I had a sweater on and I ended up taking it off after. I'm just oh, like, no. oh my God. And thank God the, I, I can't remember her name and I, I apologize for that. But the the gal, one of the announcers, the one that was literally holding me up on stage, she's, you know, while, while, you know, the photographers are taking pictures and she's like, okay, look to the right, look to the left. Don't, don't go yet. Just stay right here and stay right here and stay right here. And okay, now you can go. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I didn't know what was happening. And I almost tumbled down the stairs on the way down, which would have been true sailor fashion. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was crazy. It was, yeah. It was, re- it was really cool. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the way that they set the awards up is they, they did a lot of, um, uh, they did the icons of whiskey first, and then they did the, the world whiskeys uh, second. And so um, the, the whiskey ambassador of the year was kind of the 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 pinnacle of the icons of whiskey section of the awards, uh, but that it ended up being right in the middle of the of the awards ceremony. So it was kind of the the end of the icons of whiskey, uh, and then they did the world whiskey uh, awards afterwards. So it was like the perfect point. It was it was kind of the the. <laughs> The most, um, it was when the crowd was the, getting the most into the awards ceremony. Everyone right. was really pumped up at that point. It was, <laughs> it, it just worked out perfect. And if you, so when I watched the video that um, Haley put up on our social media, it sounds like the whole, because someone said to me, the whole room is erupting to cheer for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's our whiskey family. We come in big and hard and loud. We really did. We, we took, that we took that awards yeah. ceremony over. You know, from other brands, there was maybe, you know, two or three or four yeah. people from yeah. each brand there. And we rolled in 15 deep and, t- and took over the very center table of the entire event. I mean, the whole room. We had, the, we had like the middle of the room. <laughs> It was beautiful to watch. And you know what? That's just kind of a representation of, of our company. You know, we're, we're, we're young, we're the new kids on the block, but we are the center of attention. We are right there smack bang in the middle of the world's biggest things. It just, Absolutely. It, it was perfect. That was crazy. It was so much fun. And we all got to go out to dinner afterwards, which was so much fun. And um, I got to have an experience that I've kind of been dying for since I started with Uncle Nearest. Um, I got about 15 minutes of one-on-one time with Sherry Moore while we were waiting to be seated at dinner. And we geeked out hardcore about mash bills and yeast. And like we went down the nerd hole and I was just at, at one point I'm like, I'm having an out of body experience. Um, it was amazing. It was so fun just getting you know for all of us to just just to break bread together after such a fantastic night and the fact that we won best tennessee whiskey in the world and just so incredible yeah and, just, and we got another uh beautiful trophy to to put up at the distillery which is right. uh, yeah yeah absolutely amazing very very cool and um then the next day if it couldn't get any cooler <laughs> Uh, Fawn, our CEO and co-founder, is on Wall Street, and she's being she's literally sending us a picture from the New York Stock Exchange of her sitting at the table. That was like the best picture. Oh, um, no. And she was interviewed um, on is it a show called Cheddar? Yeah, is that what yep. it's called? Yep, Cheddar. Um, basically saying like. I don't care about a boys club. I'm not, I don't even notice it. Like I build my own house. I I create my own table and open up seats at that table. Just mind blowing. (laughs) Mind blowing. You know, every time I think that, that I do something really, really cool, I just, I I look at at, at Fawn's social media and realize, oh man, I'm not that cool. I know, right? right. It's like, hey, it's I like, want we got to do something really I, cool last night, and then she's like, yeah. "Oh, that's not that cool, guys." I'm going to be opening the New York Stock Exchange in the morning, so <laughs> settle down, everyone. Yes, I was like, "Is this a joke?" You know, I'm, I wake up and I'm like, "God, I won a a World of Whiskey Icon Award." 
geez, and I'm like basking in my sh- still shock and surprise. And then, you know, we get a text me- message at the crack of dawn, a picture of Fawn in the talking <laughs> face. I'm just like, well, okay then, we've moved on. Back to, back to reality. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you're not as cool as you, you're not as you know the joke, you're you're not as cool as such and such doing such and such. You're not as cool as Fawn Weaver sitting at the New York Stock Exchange. No, no, no. no it's there's there is nothing I, I could possibly do to to keep up with Fawn. She she might be the coolest person I've ever met in my life. I think you're absolutely right. I think she is the coolest person um that I've ever met as well because she has more to her than like, oh, this person's a musician or an actor, like the things, the amount of things, the list is so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have to agree. I know. And, and mum and dad, if you're listening to this, I apologize. Fawn might be cooler. I'm sorry. I agree with you totally. Um, I, I mean, I think all the chicks at the top are pretty, are, they're rock stars in their own rights. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I don't think anybody would argue with that. Um, so... Now, now that, you know, we are past that and which was incredibly exciting. And so I have to spend the rest of the year making sure that I uphold such a title, and work even harder and do even better. Um, we're rolling into, uh, God, it's just so early in 2020. And I feel like so much has happened for us already. Um the one thing that we didn't talk about on the first episode was um, if you wouldn't mind, Richie, telling the listeners what Pound the Rock means to us. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that, did we? We just named the podcast Pound the Rock and, and yes. no, put no explanation behind <laughs> no it at explanation. all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Pound the Rock is kind of an, an, it's an internal company saying that we, um, that we use to keep each other encouraged uh, in our uh, internal whiskey family, um, just to make sure that that everybody knows that there is a reason that we are being so successful. There's a reason that um, that it's it's not just out of luck. It's not just out of uh, something fell out the sky and and we happen to have this amazing whiskey and and people love it. And uh, it, it isn't it isn't like that. Pounding the rock is an internal saying uh, that makes all of our employees, all of our whiskey family. Uh, know that the reason that we are so successful is not just because of our story. It's not just because of our amazing whiskey. It's because we have a team that's out there literally working their butts off every single day uh, to make this happen. Uh, And so pounding the rock to us is a recognition of how hard our team works uh, every day to make this dream come true. Absolutely. And um, it's something that I talk about often, you know, the reason why when we say things like it was so cool that we were nominated up against brand ambassadors from these larger brands because they have not only, you know, depending on the brand, you know, years and years of, of, you know, time ahead of us, but also million dollar budgets and more people and more um, structure and, uh, you know, more drinkers and more people that know the brand and are connected to the brand. Um, And then we come along and for me to win an award like that is incredible because I'm apparently working hard enough to be recognized alongside of um, people and brands that have, you know, 50 times the tools and opportunities that I have. So I'm very proud of that because that means that we're all doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing for this brand. No, no doubt. And and I, t- I think we touched on this last time we talked. Um, but I, I think the one thing that makes us stand out is how uh, pure our passion uh, is for what what we do. Uh, and I think it's really refreshing to to folks like uh, to media, uh, folks like Whiskey Magazine, uh, who are really influential uh, in yeah. in the industry. I think it's really refreshing to folks like that to see that we are doing what we're doing on very small budgets uh, mm-hmm. compared to to folks from from Brown Foreman and, and Beam Suntory and uh, and large companies that we're up against, and to see what we're able to achieve uh, compared to them purely based off of our 
our passion and our drive for Nearest Green, uh, for this brand and for what we're trying to do to to change the way that the the whiskey industry goes about their business. Uh, I, I think that that, that is what, uh, there is not, although folks from the bigger companies, yes, they have million dollar budgets, but what we do and the passion that we put across, uh, that's, that's, you can't put a, a monetary value on that. What we bring to the whiskey industry outside of a big budget uh, is, is far more beneficial, refreshing, um, engaging in the long term uh, to consumers and media. Uh, and I think we really, really stand out because of that. I totally agree with you. And it's for us, I think if anyone listening has been to an event that we've hosted, um, I can tell you from for me, especially, I know that if you've been to one of my Uncle Nearest events, you felt what we're talking about because I make sure I connect with everybody at my events. I make sure that I'm, I'm touching the people and, um, you know, we're, we're creating a connection because that's what this brand is all about. And that's, what's so different. And I just had Victoria out in Seattle a few days ago and, um, we had a Q and a at the end of the whiskey dinner. And, you know, one of the things we talked about is as we grow, how do we not lose this? And this meant the two of us in a room standing side by side, you know, being able to shake hands with the people and hug them and take pictures and just really connect on a deeper deeper level. And I said to her, I don't think we ever will, no matter how big the room is. I think that's what's the magic about the story of Nearest Green. And that's, you know, what sets us apart for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt. And and Sherry Moore is a great example of, of that too. She is... The, the fact that she came out of retirement uh, to come and do this just shows that uh, there really is something special, unique, uh, different that is is so incredible. To somebody who's been in the whiskey industry for, uh, for 33 years, um, there is something so incredible and different and unique about what we're doing that it is enough to pull them out of retirement. Oh, oh, sorry, sabbatical. She was in sabbatical. That's what she, <laughs> that's what she likes me to say. Um, sabbatical. <laughs> yes, to pull her out of sabbatical to, to come and come and do this and, and dedicate herself uh, or want to dedicate herself full time to, to this cause. Yeah, it really says a lot. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, everybody involved, you know, that literally took a detour from the that what they thought was their path or, or changed the way they changed everything in their life to do this. You know, Fawn literally moved to another state and, you know, her and her husband had to change their living situation. And same thing with Victoria. She, you know, had, was on her sabbatical as well and now has a job she never dreamed she would have. And, you know, my, even myself, my husband and I are moving and, and, you know, we, we've changed our lives and it's like happy to do it, you know, happy to do it because it feels right because that's what's supposed to happen. I think. No, no doubt. Victoria as well. She, I, I, I'm, was at, well, I'm at Tennessee distilling group right now. Uh, Victoria just left before we, we started chatting. And, um, one of the last things she said before she walked out, out the room was, was Richie, you're going to have to go ahead and pinch me. I, I, I still can't believe I'm doing this. As as she just finished uh, blending a, another batch of the, the 1884. Um, and so it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. So, it's yeah, it's, it's really incredible. And I tell you what, every time I, I come and, and watch um, Victoria um, tasting whiskey, she just gets more and more impressive every single time. It, it's it's really been an incredible journey to to watch her palate develop and watch her her blending skills develop has been uh it's been a once in a lifetime experience i need to come for the next blending batch because that's my jam i had said i don't know maybe it was 8 10 years ago someone asked me what would be my ultimate goal in whiskey and i was like oh i want to be a master blender one day i'm not sure that's what i want to do now maybe i don't know um, but it's always been a passion of mine. So yeah, I would love to experience that. And, you know, it's funny because in this business, you can learn a lot and you can learn just about everything, but you also need to have some pretty innate instincts and talents in you for some, uh, some facets of this business. 
And one of those is a palate. Some people are just born with it, with a magical palate and an acute um, sense of taste and flavor and texture and subtleties of that. And that's just incredible that it happened to be a descendant of Nearest Green. <laughs> yeah, she her palate is really fantastic. When when she first started um, blending, she was really hesitant, and and I knew that her palate was was incredible. She just wasn't a hundred percent confident in in her palate yet, because uh, she just hadn't been given the, the positive reinforcement in her life that right. her palate is as good as it is. Um, so now, when uh, to to see her be extremely confident in what she does, um, not question herself at any moment is, and, and know that, that what she, the whiskey she's picking out is the absolute best of the best. And, and it's quite a unique experience doing, doing the blending um, because there's, there's a lot of whiskey that goes into these batches. I mean, we're, we're looking at about, um, about 30,000 bottles um, mm-hmm. so that's, that's quite a number. So to be able to get a really consistently amazing product, um, you have to be really, really intelligent with your tasting. Um, your yes. palate has to be very, very acute. You have to know exactly not just what is good and what's bad, but what's going to go together. Um, and so in, in this blending session that, that, uh, Victoria did today, um, to, to watch her be able to pick out, not just what's good or what she loves, not just what is, what is not quite up to our standards and she wants to right. leave out, but to see her pick out um, barrels and micro batches of whiskey that she knows is not going to fit in with the rest of how she wants to shape this batch. That that's really, it's really special to watch. And that's, you know, and that's in- the incredible thing is um, to know what, to know what it takes to be um, a master blender and to first really be a master taster is what you you have to possess as, um, you know, like we said before, but then to recognize that it isn't about, you know, okay, I like this. So I like this better. This is what we're going to go with. But now that you've got three batches in front of you, you know, like you said, you know, what are you looking for? Is there consistency? Does this belong with the flavor profile of the brand? And and to have that memorization and to have be able to access previous knowledge and and you know translate it to what you're drinking now is just so amazing. And I'm so proud of her. Just so incredibly proud of her. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's been a, a really special journey. Uh, but she still can't believe it. She still says every time she says, "Richie, you're going to have to pinch me again." <laughs> it's just uh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. It She's was great when girl. she was when she was interviewed for the Whiskey Cast last week. Um, Mark Gillespie, you know, was asking her about it, and she said, oh, "Yeah, I'm good at this. I am. I'm good at it." And I could hear her internally going, "You know, yes, live in this, accept this, celebrate yourself." And I was so happy to hear her. Yeah, to to qualify it. Yeah, I'm good at it. I'm good at it. Yeah, that was that was wonderful to watch and to hear for sure. Yeah, it is. And she always, whenever we do these, these batches, she always just at, at the end, just to, to be double sure. So she'll ask me, well, Richie, what, what would you have done with this batch? And, and I tell you that the last three times, um, our selections have been exactly the same. And she just gets such a trip out of that, knowing knowing that, you know, because I've been doing this quite a long time, and 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 so she just gets such a trip out of out of saying that that she is able to do this on a level that is, you know, just a, as good as as somebody who's been in the business for for ten plus years. And right. her, her palate right. really is that good. She is incredible. So exciting! I love it. I love it. So what's next um, in the near future for you? What do you what have you got coming up? Well, um, this next week, we I am going to the beautiful Little Rock, Arkansas with my best pal in the world, Sherry Moore. Um, so I cannot wait for that trip. So Sherry and I, we're going to do a little uh, TV appearance on the NBC affiliate in Arkansas. Um, oh, and yeah, that'll be really fun. And Sherry is, is a little nervous about TV. 
Um, so <laughs> she's going to do great. Oh, I know. She's, she's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, so we're doing a little TV thing and then uh, a couple of events uh, while we're over there. And then, um, and then next week we are heading out to to Charleston, South Carolina for the oh. Charleston Food and Wine Festival. Oh, um, so that'll be, that will be really, really nice. Um, and, and so I'm actually going to be home for a couple days in between. So uh, the two days in between, uh, I'm doing a presentation at the Bourbon Classic in Louisville, Ooh, Kentucky, um, which nice. is a really beautiful event. Uh, the, yes. the, the guys who run this event, uh, the Thompson Brothers, uh, they own a, uh, a couple of stores in Kentucky called uh, Justin's House of Bourbon. Um, and these are really incredible whiskey stores. They have the ability in Kentucky to uh, buy and resell uh, dusty bottles. Um, that's something that's very unique to Kentucky. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they sell dusty bottles in their stores. And some of the, the, the bottles that they have in there are just incredible. I mean, they are the leaders um, in, in that industry of, of selling uh, old whiskey. Uh, and so they're really, really knowledgeable guys, really incredible. And so uh, about seven or eight years ago, they decided to create this event called the Bourbon Classic. And it has just boomed. I mean, it's incredibly successful. It's, uh, I think, f- three days long, uh, lots of seminars uh, and education oriented. And then the final event is on Saturdays, a, a giant tasting event that all the distilleries participate in. Uh, and so the last, the last uh, presentation that they are doing before the uh, tasting event kicks off is with Uncle Nearest. So we are really excited about Hi. that. Yeah, so we'll be doing a presentation there. And then on on Tuesday, uh, I will still be in Louisville, Kentucky. So I'll be doing a, um, a presentation at a place called um, Westport Whiskey and Wine, uh, which is one, I know of the, it well. uh, one of the premier uh, whiskey um stores in in the country these guys are are regularly nominated for awards and particularly for their their single barrel selections they are Mm. known across the world for having the best american whiskey single barrel selections so um so they also have a classroom in the store um and they host a class maybe maybe twice a month so on tuesday i'll be doing a a class about the lincoln county process Oh, be, fun. Yes. I, it's mostly around uh, dispelling the myths of, of the Lincoln County process. There's a lot of misinformation out there about um, uh, about what the Lincoln County process is, what it gives to or takes away from the whiskey, um, and, and what it does to adjust the qualifications uh, of the whiskey in terms of the TTB. Uh, and so I, I, I just as a personal goal of mine as a brand ambassador, um, I would really like to change the way the entire industry uh, thinks about Tennessee whiskey and thinks about the Lincoln County process um, and turn that into a, a really positive thing. Um, because I feel like it's it's over the last few decades, it's, it's kind of developed into uh, people thinking it's in some way creates an inferior product and it's really not the case at all. Uh, so my just uh, outside of Uncle Nearest, just as a man of whiskey, um, I, one of the, the things that I would really like to, to do in my career is, is kind of spearhead change and way, the way people think about Tennessee whiskey and, and about the Lincoln County process. Uh, I love that. I, I, I really love that. And I, I really want to, um, I want to see you do one of those so that we can do it together and I can continue that as well. Cause it's also very important to me. You know, I think when you're in this industry for a long time, you find these little nooks, like, you know, one of the things that, really irks me is the which which it's shifting finally but the idea of blending just drives me crazy oh it's blended it's you know it's you know not premium it's not good it's sub you know it's inferior which is beyond it's just not true it's such an ignorant point of view um and yes and the lincoln county process and what actually does it mean what actually does it do and guess what? It actually will give you a superior product, just like any added steps of filtration would. But in particular, why this one? So I love that. And I love that that's something that our brand is doing to educate our community and the world at large. 
I'm so excited about that. I can't wait to hear you do one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, I'd love to have you along for one. It's, it's. I think that this is the perfect time um, to attack uh, that that myth in the, that your average consumer has right now too, because consumers are genuinely interested in being more educated right now, uh, and so now is the the perfect time to to address that and 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 change these the the way people think about this. Absolutely, and. You know, one of the beautiful things that I talk about often when I present is just how, you know, right away, the two biggest questions that I that I get often is, you know, how does Jack Daniel feel about this? And how do the rest of the Tennessee distilleries feel about this? And I'm like, well, what do you think? Why wouldn't they be excited for us? Why wouldn't they be excited for themselves? We're uplifting a category. You know, we're telling the story of the uh you know, the origin of their whiskey also, that's amazing and incredible. And, um, you know, we're a beautiful community and, and I think that's even, even more exciting, you know, and, and also very important what we do as a brand. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I, I'd tell a little story real quick, uh, about one of my, my good friends, Greg Davis. He's, um, the, um, the master distiller at, at Jim Beam now, but he used to be the master distiller at, at Maker's Mark. And so I was real close with him when he was at Maker's Mark. And um, and one thing he said to me that I thought was really interesting and stood out to me was when he was talking about how he wants to help other distilleries, even though technically uh, they're, they're rivals or, you know, they're competitors and, and you shouldn't, any other industry, you wouldn't want to help your competitor. Um, but the way I, he, he explained it to me, I thought was pretty, uh, it, it stuck with me. And, and what he said was that, any distillery that's making bourbon or American whiskey uh, that needs help, he will be there for them in a heartbeat. Um, and he will dedicate as much time as, as they need to help fix their problems, uh, to help them make a, a, a quality product. And the reason being, and, and his company, Maker's Mark, supported him in, in doing that. And I thought that was really incredible. And, and the, the reason yeah. being was because the way that he looked at it and the way that, that Maker's Mark looked at it uh, was that if anybody out there is putting out a, a product that is labeled as bourbon uh, or as American whiskey that is inferior, is not quality, it brings down right. the entire consumer's view of, that, of what that category is. Um, right. and, and so it if there, it doesn't matter what distillery is out there. If there is a distillery out there that is labeling themselves as bourbon and is having problems or cannot get their product up to the standards that this industry uh, needs and demands and wants, then Greg said he will be there in a heartbeat to help them come up to the standard to make sure that every consumer on the planet will always think of bourbon, American whiskey as being the highest quality product. And I just thought, you know what? That is just so unique to this industry. And inspiring. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's so inspirational. And I I feel that, okay, so, you know, it's so easy to break down. If you're going to go to Scotland and you're, you are a whiskey drinker, do you go to just one distillery? Of course you don't. You're going to try to hit as many as you can while you're there. There's a thing called the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. It doesn't have one bourbon distillery on it. It's an entire trail because when you look at your shelf at home, you don't only, it's not like laundry detergent. Well, I only use Tide, you know, such and such. It's whiskey. We drink so many different types of whiskey as with wine. You don't just drink one, you know, it's not Budweiser, you know, can't pry my fingers off my Budweiser. Um, and that's what I love about this industry and our and the, the category in spirits. And I think that the longer you are in this industry, the more you start initiatives like that, um, I want to care for whiskey as a whole, not just my brand, but by doing so, I am taking care of my brand, right? And my product. Um, and I feel the same way about education. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a unique market where uh, whiskey is still, we, we just haven't, that wave and that boom hasn't quite made it out here just yet. Um, you know, it's really starting to, and, and I educate, if people ask me about other whiskeys, I'm happy to teach them about it and tell them about it. Yes, just drink whiskey. Then eventually you'll drink mine. <laughs> just let's just all drink whiskey and let's drink, let's have you know what good whiskey is and quality whiskey and let's drink that and, and focus on that. And that's going to help my brand ultimately. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and it's that that's a really great point of it doesn't have to be about uh, drinking our whiskey immediately. Um, because uh, the palate is a, is a very unique thing. It's a, an ever developing uh, part of our, our, our system, our, our body. And so maybe somebody today who's just coming into the whiskey category, maybe our whiskey isn't their number one choice right now, but as their palate develops, um, right. if we are the ones who, who can be out there educating them, as their palate develops, they will remember us, they will remember our brand, they will remember things that we taught them, and they'll, they'll retry our product again down the line. Uh, and yes. maybe down the line, their palate has has changed, it's evolved, and it will be something that they they find they love uh, later in life. And so, what, one thing as well to to remember about uh, about tasting whiskey when you have a very um, underdeveloped palate is our, our palates naturally are always going to gravitate uh, towards sweetness first, um, mm-hmm. and so that definitely translates to to whiskey as well and it, it makes sense like if you think about uh, when you were a kid when, when you were a kid you just you just love candy candy is the best thing ever because it's sweet uh, and anything that's that's bitter is, is yucky you don't like it it's and so but later in life uh, you start to develop a taste for more bitter items and, and more um, more sour items and, and you kind of start to gravitate away from sweetness and that's very similar when you when you're new to the whiskey category too you're going to gravitate towards the sweeter items first so this is why people like you know the flavored whiskies uh, first or they like the weeded whiskies there's a lot of people out there who say the the first whiskey i ever fell in love with was maker's mark um, right. because it, it's so sweet and it's so easy uh, and natural for your your entry level uh, mm-hmm. drinkers to to like uh, because their palate will naturally go towards sweetness first but then as they start drinking a little more they want to uh, experiment a little more branch out a little more they start liking uh, stuff that's might not be sweet maybe it's got um it's got a little you know rye spice to it or it's got a little dryness to it um and, and so you just have to give people time and and you know if we're the ones yes. who can be out there um really just preaching the word of of whiskey um and not just our brand people will remember that for life they will come back to our brand when when their palate is ready absolutely and also pushing community too because that's what whiskey is and i think that's one of the reasons people really get into whiskey is they realize oh this is a community you know we can we've got facebook groups and instagram groups and podcasts and you know you go to events and tastings and there's societies and it's it's very um it's a it's a very warm community you know, every facet of human beings has their problems and their issues. And, you know, that's part of what we are, what our work is as well to make sure these communities are inclusive to everyone. And, you know, that is our daily work. But I, when I'm out there, you know, I just created an initiative in uh, inland Washington uh, where it's called Women and Whiskey Wednesdays because we don't have any of the, you know, women who whiskeys are bourbon women or anything like that here. And I just got together with our distributor and all of the accounts in downtown Spokane that carry uncle nearest. And I said, Hey, let's, let's work on this initiative together. Let's get women gathering a couple Wednesdays out of the month and each place will have a different, you know, take turns hosting it and we'll have a different flight. And if I'm available, I'll come talk about whatever whiskey's in the flight where they'll pick one of their uh, bartenders or, or bar managers that's a woman. And we'll just make this a really safe, inclusive place for women to gather and, you know, uh, not feel like anybody's going to hit on them or mansplain them and teach them about whiskey. And in doing so, you know, I said, you don't have to put my whiskey in every flight. You just have to have it on the shelf. And every time we have one of these events and there's a new gal that shows up, she, of course, after the flight wants to try Uncle Nearest. And some are on different levels. Some have been drinking whiskey for a very long time and are very knowledgeable, but most of them are new to whiskey. So um, it's important for us just to, you know, help people come to love this beautiful spirit that we are married to. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. Well, it sounds like you are just as busy as I am. 
so well, I wouldn't say that right now. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I'm actually sitting at the table here looking at um, 19 different samples from um, some micro batches of our whiskey, and I have tasted through all of them. Oh my god! Um, I hate you. <laughs> and they are all. I, I tell you, they are all absolutely exceptional. This was one of the toughest um, uh, tastings that I, I've I've been in because the, it's just it's amazing how how consistently good our, our whiskey is. I mean, it's really really incredible. It's every, every drop of whiskey that we have is is incredibly good. Um, we just have some that is so outstanding that it, it stands out from the crowd um but i am also looking well i have in my hand right now one extra special uh sample bottle that i'm not sure if i'm supposed to talk about but i'll, I'll just touch on it anyway uh i'm actually holding and tasting uh some of our own whiskey this is not sourced uh from anywhere this is a whiskey that was uh, distilled and laid down here at Tennessee Distilling Group with our own special recipe. Um, and so the the sample that I have in my hand right now is a year and a half old. Um, and it is sitting at 123.1 proof. Um, and it was, so it went into the barrel at 124.5. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know, you can go up to 125 proof for your barrel entry. Uh, so this went in at 124.5. Um, just, uh, just to give you a, a half, uh, proof point of, of leeway so that you can stay, uh, within the legalities of the TTB. Um, and after a year and a half, this sample came out at 123.1. Um, and it is... Ooh. It is, wow, it is really, really good. I, I could not believe that this is uh, an 18-month-old uh, whiskey. Oh, my God, it I'm is, so excited. It is incredible. I was blown away. I really was. I, I was a little bit nervous to try it at first because um, uh, yeah. it's young, and I often yeah. shy away from young whiskey. Um, but this was, it is, it's, it's really special. It's. I can't wait to incredible. taste that because... I come from the opposite end as you. I actually love white whiskey. Well, well-made white whiskey, let me say. Um, I was very fortunate to work in a craft distillery in Southwest Ohio that uses the oldest copper pot stills in the country, second oldest in the world that are still in operation. And uh, so very, very old, very slow process, um, low and slow, we call it. And they make a white rye, rye that is just to die for. Um, next time in the if next time you're in Southwest Ohio, I got to send you over there, Richie. You'll flip out over this place. Oh, I it's gotta go. Gorgeous. It's so beautiful, and the story is just really, really cool. Um, and I have tried some really gorgeous. I tried a white wheat whiskey, which was flipping fantastic. You know, depending on how it's made, of course. You know, um, so I'm not calling either of these white dog because I think that's just a different thing altogether. So I started off, you know, with the white whiskey and then um, would help them, you know, pick barrels and things like that. And so I'm not afraid of the younger whiskey at all. Um, not that it's my preference, but I would be super excited to taste that. I cannot wait. It's it's really, oh really God. good. I, I'm really blown away by um, by the amount of complexity. Um, that it has on on the nose in, in particular from being so young. Um, and then it, it's not disappointing when, when you drink, drink it either. The nose seems really deep, complex, and then you sip it and it's not disappointing. Um, it's got a really, really soft finish for being 123.1. Uh, um, it's if, you know, you never know what's going to happen over time. That's the beautiful thing about aging. It's, it's nature. Um, it, it's you can control a lot of the aspects of it, but it really is a very, very natural process. You don't, you cannot predict what's going to happen in the long run. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, so I don't yeah. know, you obviously don't know what's going to happen to this whiskey over time, but the way yeah. that it's developing uh, so far is really, 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 really nice. I'm so excited. Do we know, um, I'm sure we can't talk about this, but I'll just ask you anyway. Um, do we know how long we plan to age it? Are we aging it to 
to where Sherry believes it's right. Yes, exactly. Uh, Sherry is, is going to taste this on, on a, a regular basis. And um, she, you know, her, her, her palate, her talent is, uh, is incredible. So between her and Victoria, um, when they think that it's ready, that's, that's when it'll be ready. Awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. It's going to be a while. But... <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Don't I get can too wait, excited right now. Wait. It's still yeah. going to be a little while. <laughs> but it's shaping well, up beautifully so far. That's going to be incredible. And I love that, you know, again, at our age that we have, you know, that we have our own juice in a barrel and, and that, you know, that's that's a part of our story right now. And the fact that you got to taste it and that it's it's there alongside of us as we grow this brand is just so beautiful and so exciting. Yeah. Love it. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today, Richie. Anytime, Sailor. Talking about this cool experience. And listeners, you can expect to hear more from um, those of us that are pounding the rock for Uncle Nearest. This is going to be a space dedicated to hearing from your favorite Uncle Nearest brand ambassadors. And um, eventually, you know, I'm sure we can convince Sherry and Victoria and Fawn and uh, to come on the show, don't you think? Oh, I think I think we have some connections there. I think we can make it happen. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> so until then, uh, cheers, everyone. Thanks, Sailor. Bye. Bye. This is Sailor, and you're listening to a Spirit of Rock Podcast Network show. Find this show and many others at www.spiritofrockpods.com.